0: Welcome to Wandering Minds, a podcast for our parish, Good Shepherd and St Peter's in Lee. For the last few weeks we have been theologically rambling through different aspects of spirituality, thinking about the things that feed our faith. We're going to do the same thing today as we think about Christian community and why it matters to belong to a church. I'm joined by
1: hi I'm Nick uh, and I'm uh, a member of the Good Shepherd with St. Peter's Lee
0: and my name's Bridget and I'm the vicar
1: and I'm very excited because I've got my notes in front of me and I've got new very focal glasses on which means I can actually see the room and the notes at the same time which is a, a brilliant experience
0: good stuff so then
1: Christian community yeah what what has uh, what experience of Christian community stands out for you then Bridget
0: I think as i reflect let's see i've been a christian 30 something years you don't
1: look old enough
0: oh thanks and um all sorts of experiences of church interestingly the one that i want to talk about is from the present and for me one of the most special moments of christian community happens every sunday in normal time at st peter's At the end of the service, we get to the last song, we get out the instrument box, the instruments get handed around. And what I love about it is it's a moment, not just for the children to include them so they've got something to do, but everybody takes a rattle or a tambourine or something like that. And there's a real sense of being in it together that for that moment, the adults put aside their, any any pretension of looking dignified and they take a shaker and they go for it and there's this shared joy that is about the children's delight as they run laps around the room and we make music together and it's a real leveller as well. Uh, It gets even better when one of our members, Tracy, is there, who is a wheelchair user, Um, and Tracy uh, is non-verbal, but when she sings, she makes these amazing, um, just enthusiastic noises in worship. And for me, it's like a little taste of heaven. Mm. It's absolutely amazing. I love it.
1: Brilliant. Mine, mine is slightly different. It's not to do with kind of, worshiping life together. Although that's a really good picture, of what our life is supposed to be like in terms of a shared sense of togetherness. Uh, it's a couple of churches ago for us. So St John's, Blackheath, just up the road now, um, and it was uh, a sad incident where um, a couple had split up and uh, uh those difficulties over the children. And then two of our friends who were lawyers in the church, uh, really kind of pulled out all of the stops to come alongside uh, one of the people in that situation and basically kind of picked her up and carried the case in terms of, you know, working hard to get, um, you know, custody back of kids and, 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 and all that kind of stuff. And for me, that was a real sense of... Um, what we're supposed to be as the church in terms of that very practical way of looking out for each other and also kind of sharing our talents, because, you know, there's no way that she could have afforded their level of who they were in terms of solicitors and lawyers, but actually that that was given freely as a church member to another church member in a very, very difficult situation. And I'm sure people have got loads of different anecdotes of similar things that people have done, big or small, for each other in the church.
0: Mm. So it's interesting. Straight away, we've captured the fact that there is something about the quality of community we share when we're together, uh, which tends to be on a Sunday. So when we're together for service, but also there's something about the quality of community and the quality of relationship that we share beyond Sundays, beyond the bounds of the church building, beyond the bounds of services. So when we're talking about Christian community helping to feed our faith and helping to sustain us as Christians we're talking about the sharing of the whole of life including what we do in church and what we do out of church
1: yeah very much so
0: great so a couple of weeks ago we had our zoom service where we thought about Christian community and as part of that I said that for me being a Christian is a team sport and not a solo sport in that I don't think it's something that you can really truly do by yourself. That said I have loads of friends who grew up going to church went to church maybe in their 20s and then in their 30s they just sort of dropped out and basically said I don't need to go to church to be a Christian and I think most of them dropped out because quite honestly they were disillusioned with Christian community. So Nick Do I need to go to church
1: to be a Christian? Great face. What a good question. What a face. What a good question. Um, I think the answer is no, but if you are serious about being a Christian, you will end up being engaged in some form of church. Yeah. So for me, going to church is not a requirement. Mm -hmm. Going to church is an expression of what it means to be a Christian. Oh,
0: that's good. We didn't even plan oh, the answer. See. Yeah, that you see. is good.
1: But, I mean, it's an interesting thing because I think it, it taps in for a lot of people about this kind of debate about I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. You know, uh, I don't want to be part of the church as an institution, but I like the things that the church stands for. And I think there is something in understanding, as we said a moment ago, the understanding that church is something about the whole of our life together as well as our kind of worship services. So I think for a lot of people when they say I don't, you know, I'm a Christian but I don't go to church, there is some sort of disconnect between the kind of life of the church that has been experienced or could be experienced uh, and their own sense of personal journey. But for me, uh, being a Christian is is worked out and understood by being in community Mm -hmm. and we call that community the church. Yeah. And I think there are multiple expressions of how that is. And I think one of the things we've seen in the last few years is, you know, with things like fresh expressions of church, is actually a sense that we we might need to be a little bit more flexible on how we do church and how we are church together.
0: Just say a bit more about what fresh expressions of. So church fresh are.
1: expressions of church are uh, ways of tri- ways of being church that start in other areas of life. So you might try and build the church community around uh, an allotment. You know, um, and and the community that's part of an allotment, or you might build it around a particular more informal worship service, or you might build it around um, a sports team, a yeah. sports club. Um, in Gloucester, they're doing a whole range of church now based in sports centres and yeah. around kind of wellness and and being and stuff like that, and and it's getting at this sense that um, we don't have to start often with the kind of Sunday morning attendance at a service. That for some people, it's actually about building lives together and patterns of worshipping together that are slightly different but kind of cut into life in a different way.
0: So maybe starts based on um, network or shared interests rather than locality but may lead into something around locality.
1: Definitely lead into locality, definitely lead into different ways of worshipping.
0: Yeah. So let's move on then to sort of how church actually feeds our faith and by this I don't mean turning up to the building at half past ten and sitting through a sermon how does belonging to a community of other christians help to feed our faith
1: i think the first thing for me is that uh, i get inspired by listening to other people and inspired by the type of people they are like that story i I said a a moment ago that those those are one of the ways that my faith is really fed by actually hearing and listening from people about uh, how they are living out their faith in everyday life and how they are struggling with the with the things that they've got and so recently with our with our zoom services I mean we've done them before that this time tomorrow slots and in, in, in our actual you know Sunday morning services yeah I really love hearing from from people about you know what they do in their lives and the values that matter to them and I and I think for me um that's that feeds my faith because I'm inspired by someone I mean it'd be embarrassing to name check someone like Petra you know who we mentioned the other day in her retirement but when i was listening to her story about the things that she's done in her career and the things she's been doing in her recent you know work as a psychologist with 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 kids utterly utterly inspirational and i'd never i'd never knew that about her until we'd been in, in these zoom conversations together uh, and i find it inspiring you know and um and it really makes me feel this is worth it because actually people people are engaged in A a depth of faith themselves but also in a faith that seeks to transform society and and do good to others
0: yeah i think following on from that that idea of being inspired by others i also think there's something about christian community where we encourage one another and there's those a couple of verses in hebrews where it talks about Um, running the race and being surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses and in part that's referring to you know uh, believers who've gone before including the um, characters in the bible but I also think we are the cloud of witnesses and there's definitely something about being able to say to one another um, yes actually sometimes it it is hard to be a Christian so hang in there and keep going particularly I think if you're going through a very difficult time in life Um, and And none of us have adequate answers at those times. We know there are unresolvable questions around why we suffer, why bad things happen to good people, all of those kind of things. But for me, the affirmation of other Christians, either saying, when I was going through something difficult, this is what sustained me, or just simply saying, it's really hard, or... I love you or I'm praying for you or even those practical expressions of care, I've made a meal for mm. you so you don't have to think about it. So I love that idea of, it. see, it's so easy to picture as well, you know, the, the marathon runner crossing the finish line and just everybody cheering them, recognising how painful it's been. And I think for me, Christian community is something about that as well. I think
1: it's a good picture, but I would, I would, would, I would actually go a little bit further and say it's like doing a race together yeah. so that it, it, I get the cloud of witnesses thing and people cheering you on and like when we watch the marathon we cheer everybody on yeah. but I also like to think of it as being actually running you know running in a group together where sometimes even the, the fastest runners will kind of come back and yeah. run with you and encourage you and kind of bring you forward and then you might say to the person actually you've got to get your PB but you crack on, I'm running with this other person. So I think it's like that, or like going on a shared walk together where you kind of dip off into different groups and company that we, we're all moving along together. You're so, full
0: of good answers Yeah, today. I'm
1: actually, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty on fire today. You are, yeah, you are doing on well. fire.
0: That's good. Um, what about other sort of ways in which Christian community helps to feed our faith?
1: I think it's 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 the same thing as encouraging, but actually I think there's, there's also the sense of, well the bible passage that comes to mind is one in proverbs which is iron sharpens iron this is the sense that actually all human relationships sometimes kind of cut up against each other Mm. um and you know we have crosswords with people or you experience kind of counter views and you have wrestlings with those kind of things and i actually think that's probably as important as encouragements just actually as we kind of work out who we are we work out how god is changing us to have other people that you can kind of you know Sometimes clash against, or sometimes disagree with, or sometimes hold you to account if they say something see something that's not kind of quite a right attitude or behaviour is actually also a really encouraging mm. way of being in church. Um, and I was thinking about this the other day when we when you went on the prayer walk for the the, the cars, you know, the, hel- the, the healthy neighbours scheme. Yeah. scheme and the road closures and the fact that that's been a hotly contested yeah. topic. And I know I've been a bit shouty um on on you the sure on have? the men's whatsapp group and in other conversations with people about my views about about what a ridiculous scheme it is
0: getting to the point um
1: and but um uh, it, again i had a it was on the whatsapp group where uh, adrian uh, Goosner put in that how quiet that um their road had been and just what a difference it was making and it suddenly dawned on me that actually this was someone who i knew who was really benefiting from that change and whilst i was just caught up in my own irritation of the fact that it takes 15 minutes out of my life every time i want to go to the pet shop get
0: in touch and i have
1: to buy locusts every week from the pet shop for kester's gecko um actually i just thought to myself do you know what i think i can probably live with that if it's really benefiting someone else's life now obviously you could get that from other members of the community um but but i think it was the fact that there's a, for me, I kind of felt that actually there was a real bond that I needed to take account of the fact that someone else was benefiting who was in my close church community and therefore actually it's almost like the, um, the the same as if, if one part of the body hurts, all of the parts of the body hurts, if one part of the body rejoices, another part of the body rejoices, yeah. which is a passage from, from the New Testament, that actually I thought I ought, I ought to rejoice in that, yeah. that actually this is a benefit and let go a little bit of some of my my about it um so yeah that was that was i thought that was just you know a well, really helpful point i
0: following on from that I, I think for the last few years ever since the brexit vote uh, we've talked uh about the uh, the idea that people are often in bubbles as in, they are insulated to views that are different to their own. So on social media, you tend to be friends with people like you, you socialise with people like you and so on. And so you don't get exposed to other views, which was why when um, people voted in favour of Brexit, everybody was so shocked. You know, I just didn't realise the strength of feel- feeling that was out there. So there was this sense that the metropolitan elite were somewhat insulated there's something really interesting about church community in that we are united in our love for God and we have some shared kingdom values but actually beyond that we come from every um, sort of persuasion on the political spectrum we are different ethnic backgrounds we're men women we're different ages we're totally different life experiences we're different socioeconomic groups Um, I think churches is, is the absolute antithesis of that bubble but it also makes church quite challenging as well because you can kind of can assume well everybody must be like me or we, we are all on the same page here but actually you meet other people who love God just as much as you who um, are are trying to live with integrity and yet they vote for a totally different political party and if you have strong held views you know that can be entirely perplexing like how how can they be that when i'm that but there's i think there's a, a great gift in that actually um
1: so one of my friends um samuel who uh is actually on my kind of advisory group at work he's he's the he's the mayoral candidate the conservative party mayoral candidate for bristol yeah uh, and i'm a labour party member and our kind of our politics are very very different but we're, we're working together on a conference in october about faith in business and about leadership in in the business community uh, and he and, and he is he's seeking to bring kingdom values into business and entrepreneurial ventures uh, and whilst we probably have a very different view of uh, some of the politics around that and some of the macroeconomics around that but what I'm utterly committed to is his vision for seeing the kingdom come in business and we, we might have arguments and discussions about what that looks yeah. like and what are the best ways of doing that but actually the agenda is still the same and, and, and again it's, it's like that iron sharpens iron thing that actually that will pull me up short to think well I'm, I might not have got all the right pictures yeah. And also, ultimately, political ideology is, is, a, is a human endeavour, you know, and actually, not, no one can claim God's ownership on any one particular mm. view of politics. And, I, and then, that also, having the Christian community to work that out in, actually is really helpful in just understanding and appreciating that, that, that that's yeah. the truth.
0: I was thinking that as well, that um, sometimes it's not always clear how to live out faith. Uh, particularly around sort of uh, ethical issues and also because christian values can be quite challenging and quite countercultural uh, so loving your enemy for example and actually that is really difficult and i think the benefit again of christian community is you have got other people there who understand that that's what jesus teaches who understand how countercultural that is but who can also encourage you or work with you or pray with you to help work out what it looks like in your particular setting to love your enemy um or to be not uh, beholden to money those sorts of things so I, I again i think there's something really important that working out how to live it's so good when you can draw on other people's wisdom mm. within the, the, the mm. christian community um,
1: so if it's so utterly brilliant then what stops us from building christian communities? oh
0: that's a good question um you know i think for me the biggest challenge is what i would call the vision of christian community versus the reality of christian community so if you look at the new testament if you look especially at the new testament letters there are there's all this uh, teaching from paul about what it means to be part of the church and how we treat one another so we are we love one another we bear with one another we um carry one another's burdens we pray for one another um, we put the needs of the other beyond our own freedoms and and so on uh, the vision is fantastic you just think uh, well i think you humanly think yeah that is what it is to be human that is it to uh, and and i think over lockdown we've talked a bit about that as well in terms of people being grateful to key workers loving their neighbor so i think you, we have this instinctive understanding that yeah that's it so the new testament holds that up and yet yeah, you then join a church. And it transpires that, guess what? We are all sinners, Mm. by which I mean we are all broken. So we all come, we bring our our baggage, we bring our fragilities, our vulnerabilities, our weaknesses, and sometimes in our shared life together, we get it wrong. And there is an awful moment that happens when, I think for for the first time, people come up against that, I signed up to this Christian thing because I love this idea of loving our neighbour. But now you have done something where you have absolutely caused me to question that. And I now feel cynical about it. I think there's a huge tension there because then that is where the rubber hits Mm. the road with Christian community, because that is the moment where you go, you are right. We are all here. We're all here because we recognise we're broken. We recognise we need the grace of God to forgive us and restore us and fill us with his spirit so that we can be the people he created us to be. But we are going to mm. let each other down, and that is really tough and i and I also think that's where that's where you have to have grace, mm. that's where you have to have love, that's where you have to have forgiveness, that's where you have to have patience. so there can be sometimes mm. a little bit of naivety that goes on that sort of says, "Oh well, you know this Christian community isn't very good," and then you sort of think, "But who are we mm. saying that we are as christian community and for goodness sake, we, we say in sermons, we advertise on our websites, all are welcome, we're an mm. inclusive church, it doesn't matter who you are, you can come, you don't have to reach a, a certain human standard to be welcome here, Jesus loves you as you are, all of that stuff, and then people turn up as they are, and then, and then we're offended when they are as they are. So mm. I don't think there's an easy solution to that beyond actually asking for the grace of God mm. to really love one another. Um, and, and it is that iron sharpens iron, for me how do I grow in faith how how do I grow as a disciple is it by reading lots of learned books and you know well yeah 5% of the time most of this stuff though is the lived reality of just bumping up against other people and learning to mm. truly love them and see them as God loves mm. them and sees them
1: I think for me it would be it, a barrier to Christian community would be linked to that but it's it's a it's a tendency in our culture towards individualism and what what Mm. i mean by that is the fact that a lot of our communities that we belong to are choice communities yeah the individual is at the center of choosing the types of communities that we we belong to um and so any notion of kind of loyalty or any notion of, of sticking stuff out um people do have that but it, it makes it more vulnerable to breaking and obviously if you get hurt and a community is not nurturing you then yes that should be something you should do in terms of you know not being part of those groups but i think sometimes the fragility of that can can tip you to kind of you know i've had enough i'm not you know, I don't, you know mm-hmm. or or even just other things become you know more resonant resonant in your life at that particular time and you kind of drift um Whereas some some of those kind of other stronger relational bonds, certainly around place, you know, uh, you know, it's said that there are you know villages, villages and villages are held together by shared need.
0: Yeah. You
1: know the fact that you would have to go around to your neighbours to borrow the the, the 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 tool that you would need to complete your job, and vice versa, they would have to do the same thing in the next three months. So therefore, if you had an argument, you'd you'd need to at least try and patch it up. You know, obviously there were still feuds, but you, you the need the the shared need would mean that you would come together. Whereas we have choices now for, well, I've got this group that I can go to and I've, for, I've got that group that I can go to. So I think for churches, and actually, if you're not experiencing anything within a church, something that is genuinely nurturing, I, I can see why people would think, actually, I've got a group of friends, parents yeah. from my school who are much nicer to me, more helpful. Yeah. Um, but the flip side of that is that if you get pushed on something in that kind of iron sharpening iron thing you can react against it and say well I you know I don't want to be, I don't want to be challenged like that so i think there's some there's something in um and it comes back to can you be a christian without going to church well actually being in a church is actually part of a continual choice of what it means to yeah. to live a christian life yeah whatever form of church that is and that that is that is a deliberate choice that you that we need to keep making and keep making. It doesn't happen naturally, yeah. particularly because our culture tends to drift us towards yeah. bubbles or isolating, even and you know.
0: So we are seeing, you know, it it it's a commitment we sign up to be part of a. a of an uncomfortable but potentially beautiful community
1: Yeah,
0: um, we, we sign up to to yeah, yeah to run together yeah. as you were saying and that's
1: why although there are problems with it that's why kind of one of the pictures of church's family for me is 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 evident and you know we say in the in the baptism rite that we're you know, effectively joining the you know the, fam- the family of god mm. in in that you know you you're in that group and working those relationships is then the choice that that, that, is, that is made and then is given.
0: Yeah. One of the other things I've been mindful of recently um, in terms of what stops us finding our own place in the Christian community is the issue of uh, cliques, or, or I guess of groups that are closed. Um, And and now I understand sometimes why cliques occur, and that can be actually people can be a little bit shy about approaching others or they feel very awkward making small talk, so they gravitate to the people that they know well and feel comfortable with. But I was reading an academic paper recently that was written in the light of the um, murder of George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter protests, and it was about um, BAME people and how people of colour find Uh, A place to belong within church life. And it it used the concept of the perpetual visitor. And it said that uh, BAME people can find themselves caught in the revolving glass doors. So, for example, people will approach them and say, hello, and you're very welcome. Um, Are you new here? But many times, people have actually been worshiping in that congregation for years, sometimes even decades. But they haven't moved from visitor status to being part of the core group and really finding a place of belonging. And the issue there is is not the pers- the individual person; it is obviously the way in which the group operates. That people are introspective, uh, talk to those they already know, talk to those they regard as having, uh, you know, being like-minded. Uh, and i i find that a really helpful challenge that actually i think we have individual responsibility to move beyond the people where we feel connected to or comfortable with to really push and recognize how others might be feeling um to remember faces to remember names to remember details about people's lives so that everybody has a chance to move from being visitor to feel that they truly belong Um, and i think. It is the host community that has to change, in order for every person that walks through the door to feel that they can fit mm. and belong.
1: Mm. And I think alongside that, also, it's in, uh, there's there is the dynamic about relationships of trust that you, you can do form particular relationships of trust with 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 people, um, but there's something also in the shape of our lives that 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 means we can develop those and nurture those outside of that kind of gathered context. Um, and so maybe a, another thing to do is is also to be, you know, if there. whilst favoritism is forgiven as it were actually, there is a space for closer friendships and closer networks. Uh, and actually there's, there's time in the week to do that, or there's time in a week to be part of a smaller group of other people that you get to know better. Um, and I think if you if we do that alongside kind of like a culture of welcome and hospitality, you, you can get both. It's not one or the other. Yeah. Because you can't you can't be on kind of you know sharing terms with with everybody with every with everybody, yeah. but you, but we can work hard to um, get to know other people better because you never know what might come up from those relationships. I mean I think yeah I think you know the thing we often forget about hospitality is that it. It, it is there to be welcoming to other people but fundamentally it's it's a gift to the person being hospitable yeah. that you you might get something from welcoming and through seeking to be you know hospitable to others that you wouldn't otherwise miss
0: absolutely i totally agree with that yeah you find sort of unexpected blessings um when you you meet people yeah totally agree with that i've uh been reflecting a bit on community just with regards to lockdown and and it's very strange because our community is sort of physically disparate at the moment because we haven't been able to meet together um, and yet there have been some of our congregation, it, it is only some not all, but some have been meeting together on Zoom and I think many of us have reflected that actually we have got to know each other a whole lot better on Zoom than we have when we were meeting in person in the building. And I think there is a, a challenge there about, well, you know, why has it happened in that way? What, what, you know, what was brought that about? But more importantly, how can we maintain it? Um, and how can we extend it to others who haven't been able to get on Zoom for whatever reason, but to invite them into the real joy that I think there has been in, in just meeting together?
1: Mm. Yeah, I think the thing, the thing about, Zoom and our buildings—it's this, this thing of you gain something and you lose something. Yeah. So, in reflecting on the kind of impact of what's happened in COVID, people talk about this fact that you know you've stopped some things that you want to stop. You've stopped some things that you really love and you want to get back. Mm. You've started some things that have been useful, but you don't want to carry them on. But you might have started some things that are fruitful that you do want to carry on. So, I think it's a sense of working out. What is it that we've lost that we want to regain, and what is it that we've lost that actually we can do without, Mm. and what is it that we've gained through Zoom that we want to kind of keep or weave into our kind of new life together, and and I think for me, uh, one of the things that we've gained um, is um, a a kind of new a new a new way of relating to each other, which is about our interactions. Uh, which is which? Zoom forces you to do because of the because of the medium. Mm. Um, whereas in, in in our church buildings, you know, we sit in rows and look at yeah. look at people who like are the at the front. Yeah. Um, and so the whole the whole dynamic. And yes, we have coffee yeah. afterwards, but coffee afterwards kind of feels like it's not part of the service. It's you know mm. it's kind of like in between the service and going and going home whereas so i think there's something in in recreating that sense of you know how do we do coffee together that is a little bit more like the zoom coffee experience which is actually part of our meeting mm. so i think i think that's 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 a dynamic to hold on to i'm not quite sure how we do that yeah. but I, but i think it's something that we need to try and think about holding on to
0: yeah i agree and i think for me this time has felt richer actually because of the 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 quality of conversation and i know sometimes you know uh, sometimes it can be just small talk and you know we can ask one another what have we done this week to which we all say nothing um but actually again in the context of zoom hearing different people share the stories of how they have come to be christians and what sustains their faith i've really loved hearing people talk about things of substance and, and I guess fundamentally, I'm nosy, so I want to know how someone ended up being a Christian. And it, it moves them from being kind of a two-dimensional character to sort of, it, it like paints in the background. And also, it, it avoids you making assumptions about people because you suddenly hear their story. And that's where points of connection come and points of resonance where you think, yeah, that, that really, that's been my story as well. And I think that's where you form connections with people who are different so for me there's something about that quality of conversation that talks about the stuff that matters that talks about our faith without feeling embarrassed or sheepish um and definitely as you say that's not about just sitting and facing the front and listening to the person at front but it's actually about listening to each other um that has been a great source of blessing
1: i'm very aware of the people that we are missing actually and there's quite a few people that i am i am missing you know and, and having conversations with and i guess my kind of reality is is that um i've i've, I've personally not really done much about that but mm-hmm. i could do
0: yeah so there are
1: there are some people that i could drop a letter to or i could phone or i could email but i i wonder also whether that part of our our culture has has been that we we don't do that collectively kind of out of the sunday mornings that if you see someone on the sunday morning you can have a conversation but we don't have an easy way of doing of 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 emailing or pho- you know phoning. We don't have that kind of sense of uh, you know a, a church phone directory that everybody has and mm. and you know for, for for some very good reasons. But it does. Yeah. But it does. But it does mean that we've probably got to think about how do we do, you know, good friendship. It's not it's not formal pastoral care from the church, but it's looking after each other. Yeah.
0: How,
1: how do we help us us to do that as a church? Um. Because I think lockdown shows that once you break those kind of physical meeting spaces where you might, you know, how do you then encounter, get in touch with someone if you don't have their number?
0: Yeah. You know, so yeah. I think,
1: I think there are some, there's some very, very real challenges. And it also throws up that for some people, uh, there's an awful lot going on in their lives that they're kind of holding, mm-hmm. holding on to. Um, and I wonder, too, whether some of us have not been as aware of that as we might we might have been. Yeah. Um, and that's something that we could probably hold on to so that we can be richer in supporting each other.
0: Yeah. Bit. So there's, it does feel that there's a, every individual kind of taking responsibility for nurturing the community life and for helping to shape it, rather than every individual sort of saying, I'm here to receive it's actually I'm here to both give and receive. I think it's that, isn't it? Is that sort of rounding out our our understanding of Christian community? Yeah,
1: I think so. And I think the other thing that I'd add in about the the kind of lockdown period that others have said in other places is that it does show that we can we can do some new stuff very, very quickly. Yeah. Um and, and, and and I wonder whether that's also a kind of mentality that we can carry into how we organise things in the future, that it doesn't you know, that we, we we set up you know coffee mornings people have volunteered to host those and to ask the questions and to do the tech and to do all sorts of stuff that mm. actually if we think about you know some people might want to do some 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 further bible studies and we can we can organize that and it, and it and it's actually you know i think it's okay to do that in a group where you're not looking for someone to necessarily be the leader or you know mm. or, or to the teacher but actually, someone to be a coordinator who just gets you to say, let's talk about this gets together." It going. Yeah, just gets it going and kind yeah. of holds it much more lightly. Yeah, you know, or we, you know, or we decide we want to have a we want to have a month of bring and share dinners, or what are those what, are they, what are those dinners called? Come
0: dine with me. Yeah,
1: or what are they call when you go from course to course and you go around people's houses and
0: don't don't know. Can't
1: remember. All right, okay. But you could do those kind of you know course dinners that you could kind of go around.
0: Yeah well this is the last of this current series of our podcast uh we've uh, linked them with our sundays on zoom we've thought about different aspects of sustaining our faith and so this is this is the last one yeah and i
1: dropped in invitations to dinner a welcome when we can have those
0: but um i imagine we will be back again if our lovely listeners have any thoughts about the types of subjects they would like us to uh, theologically ramble through Ooh. please let us know we'd be delighted to hear from you if you'd like to be a guest on this podcast Um, I'm sure we will do another series in the autumn. Thanks for listening.
1: Bye. Bye.